Hi, this is the fifth week of the Bubby Schmooze, the Uplift Bubby Schmooze. And I think we're on a roll. I think we finally got the idea of what we're trying to achieve. And I think we're, we're getting there. So I hope you're all enjoying the conversations and that you feel like you're getting some uplifting um, knowledge or uplifting and, and uplifting an experience from it. Okay, this week it's coming up to Hanukkah and we're going to be talking about holiday and Hanukkah get-togethers when all the families, you know, gather around and everyone's excited about it and grandma has all her latkes and her donuts and everything going and guess what? The family gets together and there's this little friction of fighting in the background and you feel it and you know it's going to come and you thinking to yourself, please, 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 not this time. Let's just keep this at bay. And unfortunately, it flares up and there's an atmosphere and you just don't know how to how to control that atmosphere because in every family we have this. I mean, this is normality. This is a different, um, different personalities who are getting together and trying to meet. But yet, sometimes... You know, it, it's hard. It's hard to find a place to to um, meet in the center. I mean, if you look at the royal family of England, um, <laughs> if you look at the royal family of England, you'll see that this is going on big time. I mean, we have Prince Harry and Meghan who are talking about, you know, the Schwiga who's and 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 the sister-in-law. I mean, come on, Kate and. Okay. You know, this is all big, big, big stuff. But the truth is, I think the reason that we're so into it, and most, a lot of us are looking and listening to all this, you know, what's going on there, is because, unfortunately, we see this in our own lives, that there's this friction, and that everyone wants the other one to agree with them, and there's attention-seeking, and all kinds of stuff. And whether you agree with Megan and, and Harry, which I personally don't, or you agree with with the other part of it, it is it's just friction. And we have, you know, we in our own lives we have to sort that out. So what happens when we have all these different personalities who meet? Now in my family, we're very, very loud and overpowering family. We get together by a Shabbos table. I don't know about you, Elisa, but we get together by a Shabbos table. We make so much noise that if you even think of saying a peep, you have to say it very loud to belong. Now, let me tell you something. I have daughter-in-laws who joined in my family. I have can I her three sons. And each one had to find their space in this loudness. And I think we were very intimidating to these, you know, children when they joined the family. And we, the same way they had to learn how to find their voice, we also had to learn how to accept the voice without it, you know, being washed down the drain like they're not there. Because we could do that very easily. I mean, we have an argument and it's just so loud and so all over the place that the new person doesn't, you know, they have to, they really have to try to find the place to fit in so oh. some families what they do is i mean how do you 
let me introduce you first to Tualiza. I didn't introduce you today. I'm Connie Shriver, by the way. I keep on doing this. I'm Connie Shriver, from the editor and the founder of um, Uplift. And this is my friend, Aliza Martin, who is the art editor of the magazine. And we have this booby schmooze because we have so much to say to each other. But <laughs> Aliza, what do, what do you feel about that? You know, until what I've been saying until now. Uh, you know, honestly, I think anytime you're going into anything that's different than what you're used to, it takes some getting used to. Um, so anytime you're entering and you're becoming a new family member in someone else's family, um, it's a little scary, a little intimidating. You have to kind of learn the rules and see where things go, um, what's acceptable, what's not, um, and just what the differences are. Like you said, being loud or being quiet or what's acceptable, what's not. Um, and it literally takes some getting used to and learning. And I think um, it also takes some, um, it takes some work on both parts. One is just acceptance um, and also maturity. You know, sometimes when you're younger, um, you take everything as an insult or an affront. And when you're older, you're like, oh, it's okay. It's not really, or also you can just handle it better because you're older and you've kind of been there. You know, well, there's... I think that's in a way, that's that's the gist of it. Because when a young girl gets into our families or a young boy, whatever it is that enters our family. Yeah. We, we're the adult. I'm sorry to say it. It's the truth. These are young children and they have a lot going on. They're not only entering a new family, but they're entering a new relationship with a husband and his family and all the, you know, the differences of what it means to have a home, how to run a home. These are all new to, to the same child. It's, um, and it's so many different things. I mean, there's so many different aspects to it um, to get used to. Um, for me, I, my married, I have, I have boys and girls, but my girls are the ones that are married. They're older uh, than my boys. So I have sons-in-laws. And, um, and everyone says the dynamics are always different. So I can't even speak on the, on, I don't have, my boys aren't old enough and they're not married. So I don't even know what that's like yet. Everyone I have says, both. The dynamics uh, are slightly different. They are, right? Everyone says it's harder. They're slightly different, they are. Yeah, that it's harder with daughter-in-laws. I don't know. You say that, I actually, I'm, I'm you know, if my daughter-in-laws are listening, I love all three of you. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> the truth is that it is a difference. And the reason it's different, yeah. I think, is because a, a daughter, you have, it's like such a, it's a different, it's a natural, it's it's the same. I think you the first thing you are on the same line, because you are the same, ex, excuse me, the same sex, the same, she's a girl, you're a woman, and, you know, you're talking already the same language. Now you're going to bring in a new person into that, you know, tight knitness. And it is, it's it's hard when it's a new woman, I think. And you have to really well, sometimes people also are worried about are you taking my place? Are you um uh there could be so many different issues with it. Are you, um, you know, learning those new rules? Are you doing this? Are you, you know, you never, um, I've heard of so many different stories. Um, I can't even remember what it was. Someone, someone, I think said something to their son-in-law who told the daughter-in-law 
made her feel she wasn't accepted. So then it's it like, there's so many dynamics and so many places it can go. Um, I think it's really but, important as the, the mother, the mother figure, the person who's the older one, that she has to really take that step away and say to yourself, hold on, this is not against you. This is not against anything that you're doing. It's just her, the young girl trying to find her space. And yeah. just take that step to understand that because if you don't, then you, you really could go very bad. <laughs> it could go very bad. I think I, it's, uh, I was told if you're, if you're a mother-in-law of a boy, you kind of just have to let go and just let go of them all together. Be done. Which is like terrifying for me. My boys are younger, so I don't know what that's like. If it's like, what? I'm not losing my kids, you know? <laughs> you don't. Um, that's true. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. It's very funny. I like hearing different advice from different people because um, I don't think you have to let go. I think you just have to know that he's married. He has a new person who he's he obviously loves in a different way than he loves you, which you hope so anyway. I mean that that's that's a natural thing. It's a funny thing. You want your kids to turn to their spouse, whether it's their husband or their wives. And you want them to form that relationship, but there's a little sadness that they're not turning to you anymore because they've now found the person that they're meant to do it with. They're meant to be this bond and turn to each other. And I think there is that little sadness of like, oh, I'm losing that. Like you're happy for them because you want that for them, but you're also sad that you're losing that. Yeah, 100%. And I think once you know that, yeah, and you also have to remember where you came from. Exactly. You did the same thing. 100%. To your mother-in-law. Right, exactly. Um, and it's really funny. Oh my gosh, I was so worried. When I first became a mother-in-law, I remember I sat down with my son-in-law and I said, I was like, oh my gosh, because all the jokes really, let's face it, they're all about the mother-in-law. You don't oh. hear father-in-law jokes. I mean, if you do, it's like maybe one out of the hundred million. Well, the mother-in-law's of- protection, and we, the, the especially the Jewish mother-in-law, is terrible. It's terrible. I, exactly. There's only mother-in-law jokes. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be that mother-in-law. So tell me what I need to do. Just let's have an open relationship. Tell me like what I'm doing wrong. Just tell me what's happening. Tell me what I need to do because I really want to make it right. Um, and my son-in-law's great, but both my son-in-laws are great. But I remember that first initial, my first one saying, oh, okay, like we're entering that phase. I'm going to be that person who's called the mother-in-law that, you know. It's hard. It's also hard sometimes to, you know, to, to put your tongue between your teeth and not let it out. Yeah. Very difficult. For sure. You have to, you know, I mean, to be honest, in general, I don't like to give, I don't like to um, make decisions for my kids at all. I like to bounce things back and forth, but I want them to make their decisions. Um, so that part's actually not as hard for me, but you're kind of like, oh, I hope they're doing this or they're, I hope it's like that. But but I also want to give them the space to do it. I oh, like it. They, come- they take it on my terms. No, no. Right. It sounds terrible. <laughs> Right, exactly. As long as you put on my terms, I'm fine with everything. You're perfect. <laughs> no, that's I not true. I'm not like that. 
Yeah, no, no, I know. I think it's but I, okay. I think, okay, so I really want to, what I really want to do with this conversation is let's bring it to a holiday season that we're sitting at a okay. table, okay? <laughs> uh, we've got all these little ripples because it's not going to be perfect, okay? We have a Harry sitting on one side and I'm going to go back to this because I think it's the perfect example. We've got Harry and his, his I call her his Machshefa on one side and we have, Oh have um you know uh, William on and and Kate on the other side, and they are just bringing this atmosphere to a table. How do you diffuse it? So some people will say, okay, never invite them at the same time, but I don't think that that's fair to a parent because are they really? I bring me up to speed for a second. So are the royals right now? They're all fighting. This is yeah, more thing. or less, yeah. So we have okay. the father figure is Charles, the king, right? And he has these two sons who are fighting big time, but they're also okay. angry at, they also happen to be angry at him too. So we have on one okay. side, all the royals, and then we have these two beauties okay. on the other side. So what the, okay, we had the God, you know, I'm gonna, I think it's such a good example of, of all this type of stuff. It's, it's not, you know, we don't live like this, but I think it isn't a good example because it does yeah. make a lot of points. So you had the queen's funeral. How okay. did you show up at the queen's funeral? Now this has all been going on in the background, all this, you know, tension. Yeah. They all came to this funeral and they put on a brave face. Now I don't know what went on behind doors, but as a mother-in-law, you have these kids who are not on great terms. What do you do to make your Hanukkah party or to make your any party work with everybody there? Because I don't feel that you shouldn't have them. I think everybody deserves a place to be together by your table. You're the mother. You brought everybody up to be together. Well, have a conversation. I mean, if it were me, I mean, I'm not a cleaner. We're not. At the end of the day, let's bring it down to our level, which is Judaism. And we hope that we could bring some kind of love back into this, right? So <laughs> what would I you- I mean, say, honestly, I'm a really open person and I would like to have a conversation. So if I feel like um, they really just can't get along, um, then I would ask them both like, hey, how can we make this work? Any ideas and bounce things back, back and forth. Um, but I also think there should be a level of respect where they can also- work together to make things work just for you yeah just because and I think that's important that is important i think that's a really important um part to bring out i think sometimes a parent has to say i want this and you're going to have to come down to the level of talking to each other for this just once once a year i want you all together yes i actually think parents make a mistake when they get too involved with their kids also because um, it almost seems like they're taking, taking sides. sides. And then once they do it, then the fighting gets more involved. When you leave it for them to um, to take care of it themselves um, and you're open to what they're doing, they seem to work it out much better than when you're involved. A hundred percent. They show that. I mean, they show that with children in the kindergarten. They always say, when you see a child fighting, don't right away take the, you know, try to heal the child. Oh, don't touch my babyla. 
you know? Right. Don't do that because when you do that, you make the kid start thinking your way, which is an adult way. So you have right. to give the child a chance to learn how to deal with certain issues in life. No, I, I think, think it's another true. thing is if we could give some ideas, let's say if you have this going on in your family or or you know, anything like this going on in any part, your work life, any place that you have something like this going on, I think there should be ideas of how to settle the atmosphere at the table. So what well, I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. So what, what what would you do for that? Well, no, I was thinking it depends on really how bad the, the, attention. I guess if you really need some conflict resolution of some sort, I really think you can turn to a, um, your rab, you know, your rabbi that you go to or your, I don't know, really get some help and get yeah. psychological help. Or, yeah. yeah. Someone that you're a mediator. Like, a mediator. A mediator of some sort. But someone who can also take those tools, listen to you, make you feel heard, and bring it together. Because um, I think whenever you, um, so that's just on one level. Because if someone's really hurting and someone really has, I mean, I don't know, but I, I don't know. Let's just say like there's trauma involved or there's, like, you know, then there's, then there's, there's all different levels you can go. Yeah, if it's just yeah. like you're having a little spat or whatever, um, not a big deal. If it's something that um, this situation causes something else and it triggers, oh my gosh, remember when you did this to me all the way from fourth grade or whatever it is, you know? So like, it just, because one of the things that happens is um, when your kids come home to you, they're kind of like, I don't know if it's the right word to say regress, but like, it's like they're they kids again, you know? Becomes, so it's they're regressing. It's, they need that love that you were able yeah. to give them all that, those um, years. That's I know you're right. It's not regress. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. They need that love. Um, yeah, they do. And there's certain things. There's just certain, um, certain things that change. Um, that's actually nice. You, I mean, you kind of feel good when they're doing things on their own also. Um, but when they come to you, they don't want to do that because they want to be taken care of also. Yeah, so you have to like know where and what it is they're looking for, you know? Um, and it really is all P. Darko, you know, um, like everyone according to their own path, like everyone really is different. Um, so it's kind of hard to say. But what were you going to say? I, I'm I, saying that we have to find different ways. Let's say, I'm just saying, let's say we have Hanukkah, we have this all going on. As a mother, or as a grandmother, or as an aunt, or as whatever you are, that is inviting all these people to your home, and you want it all to work out nice. How can we make it at the table a nicer atmosphere? So I was just thinking of different, maybe activities or things that we could do that takes the pressure off of all this. You know, so something. I, I, one thing I did think was first of all, yeah. I thought of a painting activity because that. Oh. You know, <laughs> Because that, you know, you just, everybody's on their own thing, doing their thing. They're not you're concentrating too much on something that you're doing to, to think For about sure. all the, all yes. that. Yes, I did do some, uh, especially during COVID, I sold some, like, uh, what do you call it, packages, um, where I had a video explaining step-by-step -step how to do them. And then some families really did do that. They did these um, paint nights, which is really nice. But yeah, you're right, any activity that, that brings you together. But I think also, you know, I realized as you, were, as you were speaking, something that I do for all the holidays, 
And I like doing it is, um, I like doing it because it, it kind of sets the tone. I write a letter, a personal letter to everyone, my sons-in-laws, my children, my husband, you know, whoever's there and, um, and the things that I'm grateful for and, and the things that I'm happy about. And I'm really happy that they're here with us. Um, and I realized that when you do something like that, you start from a place of gratefulness. It always sets the tone in that direction. That's so beautiful. Um, that's such a nice idea. Yeah, I didn't think of sharing it until you just said it. And then I was like, yeah, oh, okay. I think maybe I'll, sh- I'll take that idea. Don't, no, I'm not doing that, kids. I'm not doing that. If you're listening, you're not doing that. <laughs> it actually really helps them. Yeah, but it is I mean, a nice idea. That's a yeah. really nice idea. I think also we go wrong when we do the presents. A lot of times we buy presents for each person, what what they need or what we think they want and sometimes the other child thinks well why didn't she buy me that so I feel very much with the present this whole presenting for for Hanukkah okay it's really beautiful but first of all if you want to give presents to the person separately give it to them separately not in that main you know in the party atmosphere if you're giving something then then I would say give each child the same thing because I just don't feel that you should be making these differences and, and they they shouldn't have the opportunity to, to feel that they're not as loved as somebody else. That's just my way of thinking. Because I There's, thought Yeah. Yeah, I think um, that's important. Also, I think also you can make a rule before, you know, when you're coming down to your Hanukkah table, you should have a rule. There will be no politics at this table. Because politics is always true. <laughs> yeah. a, a no, no. And, <laughs> you know, you can have rules that you know that your children. You know, remind will, yes, a trick. Things we did in the past. I'll tell you. So, okay. So there's a few things that we've done. Because, um, you know, one of the things that we've done in the past is, um, 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 See, you know, everyone has their secret person they give to. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Everyone picks it out of a hat and they get like that. Like a grab bag, yeah. Yeah. And so that's really cute. And you put a limit on it. It could be like $10 or yeah, whatever. It doesn't have to be, yeah. it doesn't have to be an expensive thing, but it's kind of, it's really cute actually and fun to see everyone like scheming what they should get and what they should do. So I think that's just nice to put something out there and think of what the person would really like um, and what suits them. Um, and another thing that we've done, um, so every every Hanukkah, so you're right, I make the latkes, I make the, you know, and I do different types, you know, sweet potato latkes and this ones and that, you know, whatever. And then I do- Actually, um, you have a good recipe for donuts, don't you? Oh, I do. I have to yeah. find it. But I make them I every year. You told me you have a good donut recipe. Oh, okay, I forgot that. Continue. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so we do that every year also, and that's yeah. fun too. Um, but then once we light the menorah, I don't I don't move, at least for the first half hour. saying that a few weeks ago. And I love it. I love sitting in front of the menorah. And then we all kind of just tell stories. And I like that time. I like that it's not a, um, if no one has a story, I love um, storiestoinspire.org. I think they have amazing stories. Um, Also, you can look on Tarnie Time or there's like so many different things that you can look at for just some quick stories. Um, uh, Rabbi Shlomo Land- Landau always has like quick little stories that go with the time. Um, so those are just fun and little things. And also, it starts a conversation. Sing. There's so much stuff you could do. 
is a really good yeah. thing that I once got. I'll show you. It's really good actually. It's called the. It's called mindfulness cards. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Backwards, right? But yeah. it's really good. So, like, what you do is pick it out, and they'll say, um, "Has it like something an activity to do?" Okay, the way we we look affects what we see, and then it will gives you, and we um, and it affects how we feel by intentionally looking for and turning into moments of loveliness, generosity, and kindness throughout your day. You can nudge your mood and overall perspective into the positive, and I think if everyone takes out a card and gives it to somebody who they feel will do good with that particular card, I think that also is a nice idea. I mean, there's just loads of yeah. things that could break the ice. And the main thing is when any of these things do flare up at your table and do, I think you have to just put a stop, say, oh, I'm really sorry that we're feeling this way tonight. But as you know, this is our Hanukkah party. We'll discuss it another time. This is not the place. And this is not the time and place. And I really feel for you. I think that's the most important thing to get across. Yes, I know you're angry. You have something going on. But let's leave it for a time. Not now. Funny, you're reminding me of when I, I don't know. I don't know how I ended up with this idea. But I'm listening to you now. And you're reminding me of when I was a mother. I don't know. My kids were really young. Um and you know how kids can sometimes get into that place where they're whining and they're crying, but like they don't know how to stop even. So I remember I made these cards like, um, um, like, oh, okay, you can now like, oh wait, not right now, but okay, now you can cry for like five minutes. It's like permission, you know? And it would always make them stop a minute. And then it's like, they had this permission to cry and they're like, oh, I don't really need to cry. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah, it gives them a, a time to think. Yes, yeah. exactly. So stop so I'm like, and I think that, you know, they have a football. They have, and we had the big the FIFA games were just going on. So everyone was picking up the yellow card, the red card. I don't understand all these things. But one thing I know, but the yellow card was when somebody punched somebody by mistake. And I was thinking, actually, sometimes in our homes, we just need a yellow card. Pick it up and say, not now, another time. <laughs> you know? yeah. we'll give you another time. You'll At the end of this round, you'll be able to kick the ball again. I think it's it's important to make stops sometimes. Yes. And so that's our discussion for today. But we didn't do the best part, which is Alisa's going to bring us a painting. Oh, yes. Um, okay. So you you mentioned all these emotions and things. Yes. So I thought of this painting, Raw Motion, because here, let me show you. I'm just going to show you from the book. It's a little easier. Oh, that's our so cover. That's right. <laughs> that's our cover. <laughs> I love it because yes. Alicia doesn't tell me beforehand what she's going to I share. Know. And I'm really excited about this cover. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So talk well, about it. Yeah. So this was a, a painting that. Um, I, I think I, we should explain it because in case somebody is listening and not watching. So the, the painting yeah. is. Explain the oh. painting with the colors in um, you know, it's an abstract painting with a lot of different colors. And um, and when you pick up your Uplift magazine, uh, you know, there's a part of it that's on the cover. Um, um, it's a lot of bright colors, but basically I could not sleep at night. I was feeling um, really, I don't know, just overwhelmed. And, um, and I had to get it out. And I think 
um, giving yourself permission to do that and having a safe place to do it. For me, a lot of my emotions and a lot of my feelings and everything comes out on canvas. Um, for someone else, it could be something else. Um, the trick is finding what's good for you and having that outlet. I don't know. Some people need to take it to the gym. Um, I mean, I will say first from someone who, you know, once I really started working out, it really does help to not take everything as, um, yeah, it kind of, it's easier to kind of brush it off. I don't know. Um, okay. I think that, I think that's a perfect thing to end it on that on new cover, which by the way, how <laughs> exciting is this? Tomorrow we start putting it onto shelves. Now, I don't know when it gets to America, but I know that it's going to be started to put onto shelves tomorrow. I haven't had my copy, but I'm getting it tomorrow. So I am really fantastic. Finally, it's out. We're running out of time. Oh, it's coming to America. It usually comes right away. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited. We're running out of time on my recording. So let me just finish this and 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 say, first of all, have a really happy Hanukkah. I am so, so excited that this series is continuing and we will see you on Hanukkah hopefully next week if we could both get the time. If not, yeah. I really hope you have great parties. Enjoy your, your you know, gatherings and remember it could be so much worse. It could be a Harry and Meghan and it could be all over the papers. So just know <laughs> that this is your own little furribles and they do pass and everyone we do get through it. Believe me, we get through it. And um, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Aliza. And thank you. Happy to everybody. everybody. All right. <laughs>